0: Welcome to Ambitious Motherhood, the podcast for the mom who is chasing after her dreams in motherhood and business. This is your permission slip to pursue all that you were created to be and live out your calling, both in and out of your home.
1: Here's your host,
0: Katie Fleming. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm so excited to share with you Jessie Harris-Fountain. She is a wife and mom of four certified life and business growth expert, an author, a speaker, a podcaster, and a former 300 plus mile per hour race car driver. Yeah, race car driver. <laughs> this is so cool. I love this chick. So, as a 17 year entrepreneur, Jesse helps you ditch the overwhelm, build insane confidence, master your marketing, and monetize your passion online. So, I'm so excited to share this episode with you. We go through Jesse's story. We talk a lot about how you can move into where you want to be in your life and your business. And what's cool is we're going to link up for you guys in the show notes the interview that she did of me a few weeks back on her podcast, the Millionaire Mompreneur podcast. And these two episodes, I think you just need to listen to both of them. Make plans to listen to both of them because they're good. Let me just say it for all of us. They're good. And one thing you're going to hear about Jesse and myself is that we are all about collaboration and community over competition. Okay. She drops the statistic that 80% of women-owned businesses fail. And we are not about that. We are here to help see women-owned businesses grow and do so much better. And I think For many of us women, community and collaboration has a lot to do with that. So I'm excited to share her with you. Listen into this episode. Definitely screenshot and share the show with us on Instagram and tag us because we love the Instagram. And let's get to today's show. Hey, Jesse, welcome to the Ambitious Motherhood Podcast. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. I'm so excited.
0: Yes. So I absolutely loved my time that I got to have on your podcast. And I would love for you to just share your heart, share your mission with my gals today. So much of who you are and what you're about is very similar to me. And I just love how we've been able to connect in this whole online space.
1: Yeah, you and me both. I have to say, it's one of the things that I have enjoyed the most is being able to connect with women like you who are actually truly about collaboration over competition because so very often we're hearing it being said a lot, but we're not actually seeing it being done. And so connecting with you has just been so fabulous. Yeah. So thanks for having me. I'm officially the girl who went down a path in life that really felt a little overwhelming and unfulfilled. (laughs) So I'm the person that's here to tell you your dreams are not out of reach, right? If you want to create more meaning in your life and more money in your life and more freedom in your life with your purpose-driven business, then I am your girl because I am all about simple, back-to-basics, high-impact strategy that is going to help you grow limitlessly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. So take me back to what that path was that led you to being unfulfilled. Share with us that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I started out 15, 16 years ago as a professional race car driver. I actually had been working behind the scenes for five years, trying to get my big break to step out onto the professional circuit of a 300 mile an hour race car. I wanted to really inspire the world with that platform by teaching them how to chase their dreams, right? Because I had a great set of parents who taught me you are capable of anything and I believed them. <laughs> so I just kept trucking. And for five years, I really felt like it was never going to happen. But I finally you know, shook enough hands and met enough people that I got the opportunity to go out and prove that I was totally capable. And I just blew the doors off it because back then, I had finally graduated high school and gotten away from that arena where I kind of felt less than worthy. That was where my high school days. I was friends with everybody, but I certainly wasn't what I guess you would call the popular girl. And I was okay with that, but that limited me. I never tried for certain things in school, right? And so then you graduate and you actually have a little bit of success and you take it and you run with it and you're like living your own life and everything's great, but I really only wanted to be two things in life, and that was a mom and a race car driver. So I decided to retire at the ripe old age, haha, of 27 and get married and settle down and have a big old bundle of kids. We had four kids in six years, just under. And it's been quite a ride. But after kid two, I got lost. I was showing up every day in my brick and mortar physical therapy business that I owned with my husband, serving clients, you know, really helping them heal their minds and their bodies. And Having really great success there, but that was my husband's dream. And I had walked away from my dream and really never felt like I would go back to it because it wasn't exactly the most safe sport, if we're being honest. But it also <laughs> was an arena where it was really competitive and it was cutthroat. And I got burned by a lot of people I was out there and I realized that it was a great experience, but it wasn't one that I wanted to go back to. So I went down this path of just feeling like, oh, there is nothing left for me. I've already achieved my dreams of being a mom and a race car driver. And now all I do is laundry and clean up poop and feed my kids and, you know, make sure my husband's taken care of and his business is taken care of. And I just felt like there was nothing left. Like this couldn't possibly be what God made me for, but that's how I felt.
0: Yeah. So this whole made, like we want motherhood. I think it's built into, I don't think everyone feels the same way you and I do, but I think it is built into our core as women to be nurturers and to be caring for something. And many times the women in my circles, and I know yours as well, they don't even remember how to dream. So how did you begin to get yourself back to that point of, I'm ready to figure out what my thing is again? Who am I? How do do I get back to who Jesse is, even if it doesn't look like getting in a race car?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is such a good question because you're right. I think as mothers or nurturers, we feel a little bit selfish when we try to take back some of that time for us. I had a really good life and I was really proud that I was able to keep all the balls in the air, but I just was feeling defeated, right? Like none of it served me. Jesse didn't really exist anymore. I was very much just a wife and a mom and that was it. So after cursing God for a long time, (laughs) if we're being honest, I mean, the only thing I know how to do is to share the raw honesty of my life. I had some things I lost my dad when I was young and I had some other stuff that felt like losses and failures over the years in my life that I didn't believe God had my back and I couldn't believe he would put me here in a place attaining everything that I dreamed, but yet still being so ungrateful. And that's the truth. Like I had a good life. I was just ungrateful. And I had a rude awakening that one evening I was reading the book called The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. And it was if somebody slapped me in the face and ultimately for me, it's God it's okay if like you're a listener here and it for you, it's not God, it's the universe, it's yourself. I don't care. But for me, it was God told me to read that book because I'd never picked up a book in my life, guys. Like I went through high school reading the clip notes versions of everything for my book reports. I was not a reader, and for some reason I felt compelled to pick up this book and read it. And in it, I was just hit with this message of you don't get to stop dreaming, first of all. Second of all, you get to Evolve and grow. Like, we aren't limited to just who we are when we were born. If you are feeling limited, then you are putting that on yourself. And it was just like this abrupt, overwhelming feeling of like, you ungrateful little beep. (laughs) Like You have this gorgeous life that you prayed for and now you have it and you don't want it. And so this super long story short is it set me off on this path to reading more personal development books to truly prime my brain to live in a space of gratitude more because I did have an amazing life. I really did. I was just focused on the wrong things. And From there, that spiraled out of control into me getting certified as a life and health coach because I just became really passionate about helping others. I went down this path of really trying to figure out how to stand out in the online space with my business when I had grown a very successful million dollar business in the brick and mortar space. And again, feeling like a complete failure and kind of focused on the wrong things. And my story has just Never stopped evolving. And it all stems from that one book telling me you get to become who you want to be every single day. Yeah.
0: Oh, my goodness. So true. And I love that you talked about gratitude being at the base of all of this. You know, I think in a lot of ways, maybe your gratitude fueled some of those early steps you took, those decisions to make life and health coaching a thing. And these things that just are pieces of our journey, you can never. Have said back then that you'd be where you are today, but that gratitude kind of started the ball rolling.
1: Would you agree with that? A thousand percent. Living in gratitude is hands down the thing that has massively moved my business, my life, my marriage, my motherhood, everything in the direction that I want. It's when you truly come from a place of gratitude that you are able to see the next steps, I believe.
0: Yeah, otherwise, I think we're just in like pity party mode versus solution. I'm ready to see my next step kind of a mode. I joke that I used to be the pity party
1: world tour headliner.
0: Yeah, so how have you seen life and business evolve recently? You've had some changes in the way you've structured your business and how you serve your clients. Fill us in there.
1: Yeah, so a few years ago, I really realized that I needed to start transitioning from life and health coaching for two reasons. Number one, because I had kind of backed myself up into a wall in that business. I was just a one woman show working crazy hours and helping people achieve their dreams, but I was limiting mine. And so that was no longer serving me because what I started building three or four years previous to that was, or ultimately trying to, was building a business that I was able to help people, but still serve me better. I could make more money, work less, still be an working at home mom and so on. And that obviously wasn't working anymore. And it was all my fault. I built myself into that. And it's why now I have kind of embraced sharing with people. I'm a 17 year five time over entrepreneur. And so I've had lots of success, but I've actually had lots of failures as well. And I think and believe that my experience is more helpful to my clients than my education, if we're being honest here. So when I share things like that, they're like, yeah, I don't want to work that many hours. And and that's what it came down to. Like I walked away from a full functioning six plus figure business because it wasn't serving me. And most people are like, what's wrong with you? Why would you do that? Well, I am not willing for any amount of money to live in a place that doesn't serve me and makes me not feel like I'm a good human being or a good mom or a good wife. Like I was really feeling overwhelmed and not serving myself or them as good as I was serving my clients, right? Because I just couldn't keep up. So that's kind of how I ended up transitioning to business coaching because I had so many people wondering, How I was making this move from one on one coaching into still one on one coaching, but a higher price point and then more group coaching. And I just started dabbling with it kind of under the radar for about a year to see if there was really an interest and to see if I actually was good at it. Cause, you know, imposter syndrome 101, that's again, that's me. And next thing you know, I decided that, you know, I needed to practice what I preached and go all in and just. Make a clean break from everything else and say, I'm going to build this new business coaching business. I'm going to work 20 hours a week. That is it hands down. And I'm going to, I'm just moving forward. Yes. Hallelujah.
0: Yes. So the way we structure our offers, the way we serve our clients, there's so many ways, and this is a lot of what I talk with about my gals, but really ultimately, like what is going to be the best for you? Because when you are better, you're going to show up better for your clients, for your family, for your kids, for your husband, for all the people. But if we don't really think about those things and structure our business in that way, we can't have as much of an impact as so many of us women want,
1: you know? Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, we want to have an impact on ourselves and our family, but more than that, think about the impact we're now able to make in our businesses. Like I am helping so many more people and massively and more than that now at a way that's a more affordable price, right? Because we're doing more group coaching things, more step-by-step systems and really embracing kind of that sisterhood where we all network and collaborate together. And it's just growing exponentially because I decided to lean into that thing that, was scary. I mean, if we're being honest here, my husband was a little bit nervous that I was walking away from something else that was a done deal and, you know, made a good amount of money to go on this thing that had no sure bet. And it, you know, it is scary. But if there's one thing that I've learned over the years is you have power inside you. You're either going to use it to pursue your dreams or to restrain your desires. And for me, I was sick of holding myself back. That was my pattern, my habit. I'd done it my entire life. And When I decided to, you know, really consider this opportunity of shifting from life and health coaching to life and business coaching, I was terrified and I went down the old path of, eh, well, you know, this is working, (laughs) just stay there. No, no, I no longer live that way. And I don't teach my clients to live that way either.
0: Yeah. I would imagine once you made that switch to say goodbye to health and life coaching and are now entering into business coaching, that you felt some of the old patterns start to creep in, like wanting to overschedule or do things in certain ways. How did you start to make sure that you were creating not a new monster, but actually something that was going to serve you? Yeah.
1: This is such a great question. And I appreciate you asking it because I'm even still going through some of these same gremlins. Like you said, those old habits that come in place. So I am all about over-delivering to my clients. Like that's what everybody says in the end when they're done working and they were like, this girl helped me so much, but more than that, she overdelivered. Like she gave me so much more than I was expecting and I'm proud of that, right? So, when you start a new business and you have to start at zero again, it's really scary when you can't just massively start at, you know, that six-figure day or month that you want, right? Like that's really, really hard. There's a lot of things riding on it. We had to shift some things majorly here in my life and in my home to do that. And then you know you're basically starting with a new audience so you have to understand that when you are starting at zero you know you might bring in a couple people but you know a couple hundred dollars here a couple thousand dollars here like that takes time you have to trust the process again you have to have a plan you have to stay the course and you have to take those big bold messy actions and you know it it just doesn't stop like you you got to hustle again for a short bit now My hustle looks very different than what it used to, but what I decided to do when I did move into this was to no matter what, not go all in. Like I hired a team. I am taking advantage of systems and automation and stuff. That's something that I decided, even though it was going to cost me money up front, was better for me long-term only because of my experience in my past businesses. But again, it truly was starting at zero because I didn't have people following me for business. I was never promoting that I was doing business. So, you know, I had to slowly but surely, what feels like slowly but surely to me, make $25,000, right? Like one of the things I put out right now, and I think you're including it with your girls, is the Millionaire Mompreneur Roadmap. And it's a you know detailed freebie download that you can get where I share how I went zero to $25,000 in 30 days. And I share that because... We overcomplicate things, right? Like, I went right back into my old habit of I need to overdeliver. I need to give all these free calls and all of these live videos and all this, and I need to ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. and I went right down the line of actively having to show up in my business every single day, and that is exactly what I was trying to get away from. But I'm like, this is just what it takes to build a business. But no, that's what I told myself it took. That's not the truth. I had to make a choice right then to either fall back into those old ways and kill myself or stay my ground of no, I'm going to really plan out my attack here. I'm going to batch my content and automate it and so on so that I can just work 20 hours at most a week. For example, I'm away this whole week again. This is a Monday. We're doing this interview. Awesome. I'm gone Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and my business will still totally look like it's functioning. I'm so dang proud of that because it meant that I had to do everything in my power to not fall into my old ways of feeling like I had to make a million dollars in this business like I have in others overnight, right? Because if I wanted to do that, I could hustle like crazy and try to make it, right? But that isn't serving me. That is not serving me. So I'm embracing the work smarter and not harder up-leveling approach and I am now teaching my clients that as well.
0: Well, these these metrics, these like who deemed seven figure businesses as a success, but it's great. It's a great metric for many. But if it does not really serve you and actually matter in the rest of your life, it's not worth it. It's not your metric. It's not the one right now, at least. You know what I mean?
1: It's so true, and that was something like I was so okay with because for me, a lot of times when I use numbers to measure, it's more of numbers help me measure the amount of people I can help. So. I got into business coaching because I was disgusted with how much I struggled. I was disgusted with the two and a half years that I spent spending more money than making. And I knew that that was a pain point for me that I wanted to help alleviate others from. So when I took a good hard look, excuse me, at the statistic for what the female entrepreneur small business success rate, I was disgusted once again. It's like 20%, 20% succeed, 80% fail. And I'm like oh no, 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 no. That has got to change. Now, I don't know that I will be able to be the one that gets to make that change, but I can be a part of changing that statistic, right? I want to flip the switch from 80% failure rates to 80% success rate. So that's not going to be easy. And if I'm going to try to flip that switch based on the number of people I help, then yes, that's how numbers start to come into place to six or seven figure businesses. But my goal isn't to be a six or seven figure business. My goal is to help women like me create more meaning, money, and freedom in their life. And that's then how the byproduct of money comes. But I love how you're sharing that. Like, why do we do that to ourselves? I do that. Like I do that to myself too of that, that six figure business. Oh yeah. Once you hit six figures, you are a success. No, like you're a success every day of your life that you feel it.
0: Exactly. It's just like in a lesser way, like the Instagram, the swipe up, the 10,000, people think it's some magical unicorn feature and that changes your whole business. And the reality is it doesn't. You decide at 200 followers, 500, 1,000, 10,000, 50,000, when you're going to show up, serve your audience, reach out and do all of the things that you do at any level with confidence. That's what you control, whether you're at 10,000 or not.
1: Oh, Absolutely. And it's so hard though. I mean, you know what social media shows us. I mean, I have limited so much. I don't really scroll or watch on social media because I know I have a comparisonitis issue. I am very easily swayed by seeing what others are doing and like, oh man, you know, I wonder how I could do that. And then I get focused on the wrong things. I don't stay in alignment. So I understand I'm not at 10,000 followers and I would love to be at 10,000 followers on Instagram just so I can have that swipe up feature. But that's because of the power I've attached to it, right? Like I'm doing just fine without that swipe up feature. I don't have any problems with people still getting on to the links that I want them to get through through that little link in my bio. We're still converting potential clients into paying clients, right? Like nothing is holding me back from growing my business Just because I don't have the swipe up feature. But yes, I think it's honestly just what social media puts out there. And they make you think that you have to have all these things. And it's one of the reasons why I have kind of approached my business differently and how I share with people. Because I don't want them to think that if they buy a $20,000 package with one of the best coaches out there, that that means they're going to have success. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. In fact, I'm the person that tells you when you are first getting started in business, you should only be working with somebody who's a few steps ahead of you, not light years ahead of you because you and they are not speaking the same lingo. So you are not going to be able to implement and there's no way they're going to come and work with you one-on-one. I'm sorry. Those coaches don't. So true.
0: I've said a lot lately that it's just, it's not more information that we all need and that we're all seeking. It's not another download. It's not another freebie. It is your ability to implement your, the feedback you get from your coach, the one-on-one, the things you, you just, you need to work through on your own. We can't, I mean, there's not a freebie for your specific game plan and your success.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you have to start seeking validation from yourself instead of outside sources. And again, I can speak to this because I went down that path myself for a long time. And you know, we have everything inside us that we already need. Yes, you might still need to hire a mentor, but you need to stop looking everywhere else for it. You know, go all in on one and it's your mindset where you are going to seek that validation from yourself. That's going to help you make the next right moves. Even if that's a mentor with a certain strategy. Yeah. Hey, just wanted to pop
0: in and introduce you to the ambitious motherhood tribe. If you've not yet tuned into and joined the free ambitious motherhood community, what are you doing? We are having so much fun in there with over 600 women that are raising their family while growing their business. And I want to invite you to join us. Head on over to ambitiousmotherhood.com forward slash tribe. So tell me, let's talk about how you've shifted into massive results and what are those those high impact things? Because I know you're big on that. What are the high impact things that we can do to lead to the biggest result, the biggest sales in business and
1: really alignment? Well, that's a, such a great question. And I think this can change or vary for everybody, right? But for me, number one, it was simplifying. It was not trying to do what everybody else was doing out there because I did that and it didn't work. You know, I just did a free training series called The Millionaire Mompreneur Shift. And in it, I shared like the five big shifts that helped me truly grow my business, like go from time after time, several zero dollar launches to six figure launches now. And that was something that I actually never deemed possible for me when I was trying to do all the things and feeling so overwhelmed. But when I finally went all in on who I was, who I wanted to serve and how I wanted to serve them and then stayed in my lane things massively transformed for me. So when I say simple, high impact, back to basic strategy, it's because I believe in the less is more approach. I believe that the way you are going to actively grow your business is by not offering 15 things, just offering one, not trying to do 15 strategies, just doing one. Now in time, yes, you might grow, and add in a new strategy or two or three, but you have to start somewhere. And there's no way you're gonna be able to measure things if you're throwing 15 things at the wall, right? So, I mean, think about it even with your Facebook ads, right? Like everybody's all about Facebook ads. You can't target five people in a Facebook ad and actually measure results because you don't know who became a follower on those five people you were targeting. You have to go all in and make five ads with five different targets so that you can truly measure and then amplify the one that converted the best, right? So it's the same sort of thing that I'm sharing when it talks about these Facebook ads as a part of a strategy I teach. Absolutely. Because I know that was something that boggled the crap out of me. And so now I want to be able to help my clients understand that and actually simplify the approach and then see the conversions that they want, but it's all about going in to who you are and using your power to grow the way you want, right? We get so caught up in all of the ways everyone else is doing. And we think that although we had this great idea, we have to take our great idea and turn it into what they're doing because it worked for them. They had success. Well, every time I did that, it didn't work for me. When I finally went all in on what worked for me, that's when actually I had far more success than I even thought I was going to get when I was trying their way, right? Like I might've been going for 20 people in a program their way and got none. And when I went out on my way, I got 40. It's so interesting that we think we aren't good enough simply because we're at a lesser point than someone else who's out there ahead of us. It's that trust, you know, that trust of yourself, those high impact actions that are on you, not on them. So when you work with me, right? And I know this is the same for you, Katie, but when you work with me, I'm going to teach you my strategy. Absolutely. But then together, you and I are going to personalize it to you and your business because I'm not just about strategy and tactics. I'm all about mindset first. Like if you work with me, you can guarantee hands down that mindset at the core of everything. That is the only way I have been able to grow my life and business. And so we go all in on that mindset and together we personalize something to work for you and your business. And sometimes that takes a little bit of time, right? That doesn't happen overnight because you very often are just like I was and you're like, but I don't know what I want. (laughs) And so we have to tap into that and we have different exercises that I share and do. But always the reason I have success with my clients is because they go all in on themselves. Yeah. So
0: once you've defined those big impact things that you need to do, how do you teach your gals to prioritize those things?
1: Well, sometimes this comes down to where they're at. So, you know, sometimes it's just simply... I know I can't do the 10 things that we've decided we need to work at, right? Or the five things, whatever it is. Okay, so one of the 10 things might be planning and prioritizing, right? And delegating and automating. Well, that has to move up from the eighth thing we have on list now to the first because you're already working 40 hours and you're not able to walk away, for example, from that nine to five. Maybe this is just a side hustle you're approaching right now. Or maybe this is a whole second business, right? Like I actually work with a lot of clients who already have six and seven figure businesses that are very successful. They have embraced the idea of multiple streams of income. They've invented a product that goes hand in hand with their stuff. And then they want to run with that and do that. But they can't do it right now. There's no way they can give any more to this. So and then we have to strategize, okay, what's going to work for them? And That's tough. Like I really do believe that this is where you do need a mentor, somebody who's ahead of you. And you can't just pick anybody. You have to choose someone that you truly resonate with, right? That you just vibe with when you're listening to them on their podcast or on their live videos or when you're reading their book. But you have to also trust that they're going to help you define that because it it isn't something that happens overnight where you learn to trust your instinct and your power, right? I'm sorry. I'm just being honest. It isn't. It is a skill that we can hone and then you can run with, but it does take time. So you need somebody who can give you an outside objective view to help you really plan and prioritize and maybe choose those three needle moving actions that you need to take first.
0: Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, just having that objective outside opinion there to say, okay, I know you think that's like the priority, but why? I can't tell you how many times I've had that with my coach or how many times my clients have said something that they think is the way it should be. And then to just be able to push the envelope a little bit and say, well, why? Why do you think you have to do it that way?
1: Yeah, I say to my clients all the time that I am the coach who's gonna tell them the things that they don't wanna hear and make them see the things that they don't wanna see so that they can step into the destiny that they are meant to be, right? That's it. You are destined to be this and it's my job to call you out. And we walk into our coaching agreement knowing that. And that is where most transformation happens is when they are just banging their head on the wall of thinking they have to do this because they've seen somebody else doing it. Even me, like sometimes they will compare themselves to me, but this is how you do it. I don't care. We're not doing it my way. Sometimes we're going to do it my way, but other times we're going to define what your way looks like. And I'm going to call you out on this or that.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. This is exactly why. I am such a fan of the intimate coaching relationships that come from one on one, from group, is because you can't get this level of feedback and support from a DIY course. Oh my gosh, so good. Yeah.
1: I agree with you so much. I mean, I'm putting out a program right now that ultimately has a two day live event kickoff, and everybody's like, What are you doing? Like, that's crazy. And I'm like, I know it is. But That's where true transformation happens. When you come to a live in-person event, because especially as moms, Katie, I know you will agree with me so much, but when you've tried to do a DIY course, have you, or have you not finished it? I almost never finished them. I seriously almost never finish them because life is too crazy. I'm too tired. My kid's always on my hip. Unless I can do it just in the time I've delegated to work, It's never going to be done. And most people aren't where you and I are, where we can just have dedicated time. They really are still doing the side hustle thing. So they're begging to have the success that they want through this smaller price point DIY product that is never going to work for them because it's not made for them. Yeah.
0: This comes back to a lot of times my clients will say, well, I want to offer this course for $200 or $300 or whatever it is because I want to help more people. And it comes genuinely from a position of service. But what we don't realize is that by us charging less and having less just one-on-one with them, they're not being able to get the transformation they want. We're not being provided for financially at the dollar amount that might come from a one-on-one client. And Just even, I could talk more about it, but just the spillover that comes from that in terms of your free content. If you're out there serving four clients at four figure rates per month and you're helping them get this massive transformation they want, imagine how much better your free content will be because you're fulfilled, your clients are
1: fulfilled, and you're financially good. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because I will very often, I had this myself, but now I very often have this with my clients. And they're like, but I can't give all that for free because, you know, I'm only offering this and that. But I'm like, I know, sister, I was there too. And that's why I no longer grow and build my business like that. So you came to me because you know that I can help you up level and move in the direction that you want to, right? You got to trust me on this. And so, yeah, I'm hands down in full agreement with everything you're saying there.
0: Yeah, so tell me as we start to wrap this up, if you could go back and do it all again, maybe back to the beginning of the online business, life coaching side of your business, what would you do differently?
1: Oh, this is such a good question because I could probably rattle off a laundry list of things. But first and foremost, I would hands down stop Trying to do it all myself simply because I wanted to save money and my pride. I really killed myself doing that. And ultimately, not only physically, like exhausted myself trying to do it and not having the results that I wanted, but that spiraled out of control and brought me right back into that feeling of not being good enough, right? And by falling into a depression again. I mean, I didn't share that with you guys, but I really had fallen into a deep depression in between my race car driving days and my life coaching days. And I really was so unhappy with who I was to the point that I wondered why God had even put me on this earth. And so I had this inspiration and this motivation to do this new thing. And I go all out at it, just trying to do it myself. And it was too hard. And so then you don't have success. And then you're like, well, now I can't invest because I've already just wasted enough time and money doing this. And you know, I was my own worst enemy. Like I kept making excuses. I say all the time, now you got to make moves instead of excuses, but I just wish I would have made moves sooner right? Like I wish I didn't get caught up in what unfortunately everybody is doing out there and selling you on this freebie is the next best thing. And this program that I just wish I went all in on trusting myself. I mean, I had a mentor that I wanted to pay on like day three and looking back two and a half years later, right? Then if I did it, then like I actually invested in them two and a half years later, but I wanted to day three of my business day three, And I wasted so much time and money. And so that's embarrassing. But I tell you guys that because the laundry list of things all falls into me, not truly embracing one mentor or or maybe even two. Like if you want to, maybe even two. But like trusting that they deserve to be like for me to invest in them, for them to help me, to to meet me where I'm at, take my hand and show me the way. Because I would have been there in six weeks instead of, Two and a half years.
0: Oh my gosh, just trusting yourself.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah so yeah, I put just, myself down because why? Because that was the habit that I had where I put everybody else first so I didn't want to spend that money because I felt like you' coming away from my family. when in reality, I spent 10 times that. If I just invested in that person and moved my business forward, that would have been great. but instead I spent 10 times that spinning my wheels for two and a half years and feeling like I was a complete failure.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. My story is very similar to that as well. And I think just over the years, I've learned how to trust myself and to just, even though it might not seem logical, many times it doesn't make any sense to my husband, but he trusts me enough at this point to know that, okay,
1: let's do it. And then when you do it, right? Even if you don't fully understand it, when you do it, it does pay off, right? Like, because I have those same stories all the time. And my husband will always tell me, he's like, listen, because we talk a lot too. like We are super open. He's a huge part of my business. I'm a huge part of his business. That's just what we do. But he'll be like, listen, I don't get it. I would prefer a little bit better financial plan here, but (laughs) run with it. And- it always pays off. And then if it doesn't, I will say now I am quicker at recognizing that it's going south quick and to back out before you lose too much time or money, right? Like we do what I call the minimum viable product and your audience will like hearing this, but I call it the minimum viable product because I am like a huge dreamer and I will get tons of great ideas. And I want to like come out swinging with the biggest, most bad A one, right? Instead of just taking it easy. And so now when I have those big, bad ideas, I actually do what I call create your minimum viable product, create a smaller, tiny, even like freebie to start, see if there's an interest. then from there, a smaller price point product, see if there's a general interest there and then come out swinging with the big, bad boy. And that's the one thing that I've been able to at least kind of rein in some of my, you know, I get too excited.
0: I love it. And I definitely, definitely agree with just testing the waters with that minimum viable product. I love it. So fill everybody in on where they can connect with you and then let them know about the freebie that we're attaching today.
1: Yeah, so I'm Jessie Harris Boughton on every single platform. I'm sure Katie has my name written in here on the description, but I'm most active over on Instagram. Like I'm a story girl. I love that. That's where I can connect with you best. If you ever tag me or message me like nine times out of 10, I'm going to personally voice message you back. Luckily, I'm actually not big enough yet in my business where I can still do that. And I'm so very thankful for that. I hope that's something I can always do because that means so much to me. But yeah, we included one of my biggest freebies right now called the Millionaire Mom or roadmap where I share with you how you can grow five figures in just 30 days in your business as well as I have. And it's just like an exact roadmap, an exact blueprint. And you know, if you have any, any thoughts or questions, just send me a message. I'm your girl. Yeah, we're
0: going to link it up for you, the podcast that I did with Jesse on her show. So you can find that. I mean, I know we all love the podcast, Black Holes, that we can get into. So (laughs) definitely go into that. But here's the deal. Jesse and I both love Instagram. So screenshot your show today and post it on your stories. Tag her, tag me. We're both fans of Instagram and the ability that we have to connect with y'all and voice message and all of those amazing tools. So definitely take us up on that. But Jesse, thank you so much for being here today. This has been amazing chatting with you and just hearing more of your story and your heart behind how you started this business and how you have transitioned it along the way. So thank you so much.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me here. And I just adore you, especially because I joke, but I always say like, it's time to go and pursue your ambitions. So when I first found you through the podcast, I was super excited because it's called Ambitious Motherhood. Oh my gosh. So perfect. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes and I love we're just going to keep ranting about each other but seriously you're right I think the community collaboration aspect is missing from female entrepreneurship and when you told us that statistic about 80% failing I just can't help but feel like so much of it it's because of the lack of community and the lack of collaboration. Amen so, sister
1: and ready ready to together it's, it's change this. Exactly it's through things like this. So thank you so much for having me. I adore you. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. Make sure you subscribe so that you can get
0: access to all the upcoming episodes coming soon. Definitely screenshot your show and tag us on your Instagram stories. We would love to hear the aha moments that you have had from today's show and all the things to come as we cheer you on in your life and business.